Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another 24 recap. We are into episode 8 of season 4, 2 pm to 3 pm, first aired on the 7th of February 2005. It was directed by Ken Garotti, a story by Matt Minchonep. Matt Mitch Novets got there eventually. Teleplay by Stephen Cronish and Peter Lenkov. One of those ones where there's lots of cooks in the kitchen and stuff happens that maybe we can realise why there's some issues with this. I'm not too sure. Uh, my name is Ben and I'm not a spy. Please believe me. And my name is Colin and I have software for that. <laughs> Good. Um, in a little drawer with a disc, remember that? Um, not the best episode of the season, not the worst episode of the season. The story, like, there's some good stuff in this episode, but just, oh, my God, like, this torch crap. Like, again, I've said this a few times this season. Back in the day when people were like, ah, 24's got too much torture, I'm like little 17-year-old being going, no, you leave my show alone. They're allowed to torture people. More torture, more torture, more, more, more torture. torture. Whereas now, like, now that we've got a brain and I've grown up slightly, like, yeah, like, 24 CTU logic is, hmm, there's someone evil. Let's fish them out. Okay, that person has to be evil. But how do you know the evidence? Because this is the only way it could prove them. It's concrete. All right, let's get them a lawyer. And no, taser them in the neck. Uh, like, <laughs> we have both lived in 2004, 2005, like, I'm sure we both did things back then which were questionable, but, like, at no point did I get, like, tied to a desk and tasered. Like, Ben, you didn't take the rubbish out. Tie him to the chair. <laughs> you just peed on your women. I mean. <laughs> Colin, that joke was last week. Move on. Uh, I feel like we record these episodes back to back, so that joke's more relevant. Um, but, like, it's just... And this is, like, this is the whole Sarah storyline. This is why, like, where you've sort of always been saying, like, eh, she's a whatever character, like... I just feel bad for her because, like, like I don't even care that I'm spoiling this. She gets tortured for, like, an episode. She's basically told to get back to fucking work. Then Michelle comes in and, like, basically she's all like, well, I want this money. I want to be promoted. Erin's like, yes. Michelle comes in. What? No, you're fired. Like, I mean, she's rich because of this. She's suing the government, like, killer and all this sort of stuff and taking her to, like, she's living in a penthouse in Central Park in a year's time after mm. this. Um, but... That just, like, you mentioned last week about how there were storylines that couldn't elevate it outside of a bin to you. This storyline is what takes it away from a buy from me because it's just, I just get so eye-rolly, groany, just like, come on. Like, she literally is within two seconds. It's like Back to the Future 2, trialed and sentenced in, like, 30 seconds. Like, 
Courts work mm. really fast in 2015. This is 2004 and she's been tasered and fucking what's-his-face torture guys coming in. Who gets more appearances this season than I think half the cast? But, yeah, other than that, there's some okay stuff. Marianne hits her head. Cool. <laughs> That's the cool stuff, Marianne hits her head. <laughs> <laughs> Top five moment. <laughs> She bumps her head and you're like, yeah. Aud- <laughs> Audrey threatens to kill Jen's boss. I love that. Uh, it's great. <laughs> cool. Tony slaps some women around. <laughs> Tony loves some Spanish soccer. <laughs> Sitting there drinking beer out of cubby, watching like a, you know, Chile versus Mexico. I don't know. Stepping over dog doo-doo on the way to his mailbox. <laughs> Fucking Tony's really hit rock bottom because he saved his wife. This is what Jack should be. This every season should be Jack living in like a son. Least when Jack's like hugging Terry, how do I live? Like season two, his house looks somewhat decent. Um, see, I'm I'm a little bit torn on this episode because I think I came into this expecting to like it a lot more because this is one of the things that I remembered most fondly about uh, this season was the, the what I consider the real return of Tony. And it's funny because I. I never put these things, two things together until I was watching it just this past time. And I'm like, this episode is basically Tony as Luke in The Last Jedi. The last episode, you have this triumphant return where the entire audience waits to the last second. And then you're like, oh, it's him. It's Luke slash Tony. And you're like, and he's back and he's going to save the day. And then you start the next episode. You're like, no, he actually doesn't want to do anything. And he's kind of a loser. And uh, I, I think I don't, I don't remember what your point was. I mean, we definitely both have issues with last Jedi, but one of the things that I didn't necessarily hate about the last Jedi was the idea of Luke kind of like being the opposite of what you expect. And I think that's what I like about Tony. Um, and I still like it here. Uh, but I don't know that it's, is it a little bit too much? Do they, they, they throw one too many things about Tony kind of being a loser in your face in this episode, where it's just like, Oh, we got to really beat a dead horse here. Tony's not cool anymore. Tony smacks women around. Tony's a drunk. Tony can't keep a job. Tony lives in this dingy apartment with the neighbor's dog pooing all over. Um, (laughs) Like a real dog. Like a real dog. They do it over the, that's what they do over the female dogs. They poo on them. (laughs) But, uh, the other problem with this is the torture thing, which I, you've definitely had more of an issue with this season. I have, I still say with the Richard thing, at least it's justified from the character's point of view, but I, I'm 100% on board with you. This episode, they don't even think for a second. They're just like, all right, taser in the neck. Like <laughs> it's so bad. And, and this is also part of the problem with the Sarah character. Again, I'm not blaming the actress. It's just the character. They have no clue what they're doing with it. I feel like if you had had a build of you'd spent I don't know, half this episode. Because the Marianne thing too, it's like, and I remembered this taking a little bit longer. I thought it was like a two or three episode thing with whole Marianne sets up Sarah. And they, they literally introduce it at the beginning of this episode. She gets arrested. And by the end of the episode, they've got Marianne in custody. Yep. So I almost feel like, okay, is the torture that big a deal? Like they tased her two or three times. Like, oh, sorry, we got the wrong woman. Sorry about that. You know, just go back to work. It's okay. Uh, none of this happened. <laughs> there was no man with a taser. Don't Eric was not you here. You can't see me. You can't you can see, see me. You can't see Eric. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just, there's, there's a lot of little issues in this episode that I, I think looking back on this now, I don't think this episode is quite as good as I fondly remembered it as. Well, it wouldn't be an episode of season four of uh, 24 by starting off without CTU having a meeting. 
Um, because <laughs> <laughs> I just think every week we just have to expect that we're going to start with CTU wow. having a meeting. <laughs> can, I, can I cut you off for a second? Because they, they literally start with um, Curtis walking with, uh, what's his name? I think Aaron. And they're saying, so are we sure there's no way we can stop these power plants? Yes, there's no way. Edgar just rechecked. We ended the last episode one second earlier. When did we have time to recheck? But this is, I've written this down. In two minutes since <laughs> the line of, and we're going to have a nuclear holocaust, they've gotten everybody around a boardroom. They've gotten the president <laughs> on the line. They've gotten another little PowerPoint graphic. They've gotten the National Guard on standby. They've gotten uh, updated numbers. Like, fucking hell, season one CTU staff were slow fucks because they're still getting the passenger <laughs> list. They've fucking got casualty numbers. They've got boardroom meetings. They've got printed documents in front of them in two minutes. In two and minutes. still a... There's still a math error in it too. Like, do you notice the math error? The the what? The math error. The, the, w- last week, oh, math they basically error. About, yeah. Uh, you sound like <laughs> saying math. It sounds like you're saying math error. I'm like, what's math, math error? error. Ma- math <laughs> error. All all Canadians pronounce it math. Speaker to English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you understand the words that are coming do out of my mouth? Do you understand? No one understands the words that are coming out. You put your own shit in the back. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, the, like they said last week, I think, oh, the lowest populated era, uh, era, sorry, more, era, more era. <laughs> lowest populated area around any of these power plants is 75,000 people. And then they basically add up as if all these power plants are 75,000 people. I'm like that was the very lowest out of 104. Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that now that you point that out. But again, it's a meeting that lasts all of five seconds. And the president, like, he's fucking flying, man. Like, he's still flying back from Japan or to Haiti, wherever he's still in the air. But, like, the thing that, like, I kind of like about Keeler here, and this goes back to about how presidential he is, is that, like, Palmer's around a the table. They're having meetings, this, that, and everything else. They've gotten dodgy people in the cabinet. They're doing this. Alan Dale's off doing that. Fucking Keeler's just like, okay, what's the problem? Mr. President, all these people are going to die. Okay, we're going to evacuate. Can we send in the National Guard? Yes. Okay. I'll address the nation shortly. Like, fucking, you get shit done. Like, just in, out, boom, killer. This is a man I want leading my world in CTU. Like, again, love Taylor in a few seasons' time. <laughs> Logan's, well, he's Logan. Uh, and um, the other president, um, uh, one of the daddos comes in for five minutes as oh, the yeah. vice president. Um, and also... Um, Alice uh, Booth. Yeah, oh, Powers Booth. Oh, what a man. Rest in peace, Powers Booth. I forgot he died. Um, no, Logan's vice president. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so we've got some other decent ones. Greg. <laughs> Gary. Vice uh, president Gary. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> but like fucking Keeler, just he gets shit done. He's got a shit son. But it's like, because they're tasing people. Exactly. That's why. Like, this is why people like Keeler's a hard nut. He's like, if there's anyone who's slightly bad, taser him in the neck. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, they're there and, you know, President, whatever. Uh, can I just say, uh, while we're here, Willem Devane, bit of a silver fox in this episode, open collar, looking a bit like ruffled his feet. Like, I don't know, he's, he's been Arnold Vosaloo to Jamie me this week. Like, he's... <laughs> I like the untucked it's, shirt. Like, it's looking all right. Because Marcy's on the other line. They got mm. a thing. <laughs> so Jack rings up. <laughs> Mr. Secretary, do not let people know that I'm calling you. Okay, Marcy, I'll get that to you immediately. <laughs> Excuse me. Business stuff in the business it's just, office. 
is Marcy from the business office. I love Marcy. You meet Marcy. This good on Marcy. Yeah. Marcy might be. Who was a random CTU worker from a couple of weeks ago who got her own page? Like, the, remember the we oh, meet yeah. Jenny for the first time, who's like in fifty different episodes. <laughs> um, but oh, like Marcy or Jen, who's your favorite random character this week? Oh, it's got to be Marcy because oh. Marcy's also Marcy is also Heller's cover, actually, <laughs> or Heller's assistant guy. John, who comes in here. What's his name? <laughs> I love this assistant guy. Gary. <laughs> Gary. So anyway, I don't even know what order I'm doing this yet. I feel like I'm doing this chronologically. Um, I'll do the CTU slash. No, oh, no, I won't do the Tony stuff. I guess it's the CTU stuff. So um, Hello's on the phone. What a fella. Um, all right, Jack. That sounds bad. Don't tell anyone. All right. I'll, I'll send secret service agents. No, they're in the government. You're right, Jack. Okay. But actually, one thing we didn't mention last week, I love Jack, um, Secretary Heller's line to Jack. If anything happens to Audrey, I will hold you personally responsible. And Jack's like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> to which this week, doesn't he say something similar again? And Jack's like, yes, sir, I understand. By the way, your daughter likes doggy. <laughs> 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 we, actually, isn't this where Jack turns around and says to so like the hell like, um, oh, remember the contingency plan? Remember order 66? Yes, I do, Jack. <laughs> Let's put that into play. Like I kind of like they've got like little code things. And yeah. this, the one thing I say, I've mentioned it a few times, but I feel like it's something that we should always point out because Hella, he's back next season for a little bit, tiny bit in season six. And you don't really get him back till season nine, live another day, whatever you want to call it. And like realistically – this is the closest father you get to Jack. And Jack's father literally mm-hmm. is in this show in two seasons, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, don't remind us. <laughs> like, he's the closest you will have to a father figure to Jack at all. And I love that. And I don't think that ever gets sold up enough. So I love, like, these little moments here where they're kind of like, they've got, like, little code situations where, like, if something happens. And I think that's an important thing that plays into what happens with Audrey at the end of season six is kind of this disdain that Hella eventually will have for Jack. So it's kind of, yeah, just little moments here that kind of work. But um, so Keeler's addressing, fucking hell, Keeler, not only is Keeler on the phone, he's addressing the nation at six past the hour. So Keeler has found out like at the at two o'clock on the dot. He's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, yes, all right. Get me on CNN. To which then he's, and like, again, not only is he on fucking, he's got a speech written. Like this guy doesn't wait for Marcy in the Air Force One section to write him a speech. He's just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm ad lib. He's ad libbing this shit. One take Keller. Keeler. That's what he's known as. (laughs) Keller, Heller, Pella, Keller. Um, (laughs) Helen Keller. She could read. Um, (laughs) Keeler. He's one take Keeler. Get me on air, but we haven't written you, but sir, we haven't written you a speech. I'm ready for this day. Put me on air. So he's just, he's good. He's so good. Um, So, We've then got what's uh, – oh, so they're basically trying to work out about this override. What are we going to do? Six of them, nuclear holocaust. Oh, no. Um, Marianne's trying to uh, work out how she's going to get away. So she's on the phone to old big dong piss on people that Audrey recognised. And uh, he's all like, oh, you're going to have to avert suspicion because, you know, we can't be caught because we can't go to jail because we're secretly good people. To which I wonder who Marianne's going to pin it on because Sarah has to come into the bathroom and go off at her for whatever reason. <laughs> which is just like, you're 
bad, Marianne. Hmm, Sarah, I don't like you. I'm going to make you evil. So that's literally the logic behind this. They, they just ju- justified Lana Perilla's pay bump. <laughs> yeah. One scene. <laughs> uh, I do, so uh, Scott is Hella's assistant, and I do love the way he gets introduced. Is it Aaron, like, who's um, being some reason? Oh, no, it's Curtis. Curtis, like, opens the door. Hello, Secretary. <laughs> so, Curtis. Hello, Secretary. Hello. Your assistant, Scott Borman, has arrived. <laughs> like, I get it. The audience has to know who he is. But, like, I just love the way that kind of, like, Curtis introduced him. So, Hella's all like, hey, sup, Scott? How you doing? How are the kids? Did the Dodgers win last night? Oh, what a shame. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, can't tell anyone. Evil person here in the office. I need you to, like, go to Aaron, say there's someone evil, give him the wrong address like Marianne did last week, and then <laughs> <laughs> it was all a ploy. Uh, and then somebody will see on that, tell the people, and then, boom, we're going to find the evil. You're a smart man, Secretary Heller. I'm on it. I'm Scott. I could never get this wrong. Um, so Scott's just waltzing around, walking around the place like he's peeing on people. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, CTU having another meeting. <laughs> To which Scott walks in. Hey, everyone. Jack Bauer is on a secret super mission at the local Walmart. Don't tell anyone now. It's secret. Okay. Marianne. Now, I don't get this technology because Marianne sits at a desk, gets out a dictaphone, and he's like, local Walmart, corner of Van Nuys and Boulevard 1 puts it down and that somehow gets to big dong piss on man. What is that technology? I can't oh. even do that now. What is that? But but it has a, a whatever algorithm encryption though that uh, even a three-year-old could hack. Exactly. So anyway, that somehow is enough to then flag on a computer to which is then transferred to Sarah's computer, which, okay, to which then all of a sudden... Scott comes in with his, like, (laughs) I wish we could show this like a video. You know the scene in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin's, Anakin is walking into, like, the Jedi Temple and he's got all the goons behind him and he's on the cloak and it's all, like, dramatic, like, Order 66. You've got this shot of Scott in front of the red shirt and fucking security (laughs) guards, Anakin it up. (laughs) Master Skywalker! (laughs) Like, that's all there are too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> Martha Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> because then, like, but like, there's a part of this which is kind of good. Like, I like the way you kind of got the camera focused on Marianne and you don't actually see Sarah. So you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, first time I've watched this, you got, oh, it's like it's a cool little red herring. They even have these little shots of, like, uh, what Scott and everybody, just their feet marching, like, dunk. But then they go straight to Sarah and they're just like, Sarah, yes, you're evil. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm really not. Come with us. What are you talking about? I'm not evil. <laughs> like, I didn't do anything. And then like straight up. Uh, like, she's in an office. Aaron yells at her. She gets tasted in the neck. Um, the tortured di- the guy comes in. Good for him. Oh, it's just stupid. It's so dumb. Like, again, I get it. Like, their excuses, everyone's like, I'm not going to do what I did with that terrorist guy earlier today. I'm going to torture you in the neck. And it's just stupid. And then we get reminded, of course, that freaking Hella's son's there as well because he's got to get released. I hate you. I hate you. I hate all of you. 
he buggers off. Um, and then we get like the only, like, I don't think it's funny, but like, I love like creepy Edgar being suspicious of Marianne. The way he's just like hovering over her. And this goes mm-hmm. back into like, I hate the character of Marianne, but I love Aisha Tyler here, who's just kind of like, she's in there. What Edgar? Like, just, I kind of like the reaction of that. So basically Edgar gets her to log in and get a password. So she, he finds out that she's evil. She's all like, Oh, what are you doing? Staring at me? You creepy fat man. And he's all like, Oh, I don't like you. Like, I don't like you either. <laughs> I'm wanted on three. You, best <laughs> <laughs> you don't even be know careful. me. <laughs> You'll be dead. <laughs> I don't like you. You don't even know me. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so, which Edgar's just all like, no, I'm going to march up here. So, Edgar walks in. This is a week ago. I've got low blood sugar. I may faint. Now he's storming into fucking Aaron's office. I'm like, bitch, please. She's evil. <laughs> um, Marianne does a runner. We get a uh, 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 trader music. I love how she's like trying to escape and she's already basically caught. And then she can't open the car yet because it's not Fury Eyes only Roger Mooring it. So, um, <laughs> random CTU, Greg gets blown up. Um, Marianne hits Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Suck in. <laughs> Sorry, I, I like you, but like I just can't not be happy. It's like England getting taken out of the World Cup. There's something about it which is great. <laughs> Marianne hit Ed. Uh, <laughs> she's okay, people. Don't worry. Uh, well, for now. But um, I do love like the cut scene at the end because like Audrey's back to see to you by the end of the episode. So you've got the little tiles at the end where it's all like, you know, ooh, dramatic tension. You've got fucking bodies burning outside. Marianne's bleeding from the nose. <laughs> like, everyone's dying. Meanwhile, Secretary Heller and Audrey having a nice little hug inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like season two when CTU got blown up. Everyone's all like, oh, no, there's, you know, what's the face's guts are on the wall, but back to work. Like, <laughs> fucking 12 of their staff have just been murdered outside in a suicide bomb pretty much. <laughs> oh, but as long as Audrey and Secretary are having a cuddle, it's all good. I, I uh, probably missed some stuff in there. I don't really give a shit. Like, just, it's just, it's annoying. Like, again, like, like just, this is America. There's lawyers involved. It's America. Like, <laughs> Why is she just being tortured? Because at the end of this episode, within 15 minutes, oh, I'm sorry about that. Use some of that, you know, L'Oreal cover-up on your neck burn there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone you'll get a bonus bread roll on your lunch today at the cafeteria. <laughs> Lol, awkward. Like, it's just oh. so stupid. But, yeah. 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 Um, I'm a little bit more on board with you now with Marianne kind of sucking um, as my children uh, breakdown upstairs or something. They hate it too. Um, <laughs> they do. Yeah. But again, it's nothing, it's nothing even wrong with the character. I think the character, it was a very clever setup with the character. I think the reveal was okay. It's again, how fast everything's happening here. It's like, they got right back into season two. You know, we, we got a, we, no time to build any story. Um, we go from this episode. She's basically told, you're going to have to divert attention to somebody else. She diverts it onto Sarah. Sarah gets arrested. Sarah gets tasered. Um, Edgar suspects Marianne. Marianne's computer is hacked. They found the evidence of Marianne's computer. Marianne's chased out of the building. Marianne's car explodes. Marianne's arrested. This is one episode. Like, this is three, four weeks of worth of storytelling that they don't have the patience to tell for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I think really that's the problem with Marianne. Is It's just that they, they had somewhere they could go with this and then they don't build it. And Sarah's even more frustrating because 
the the way that she becomes the object of this plot and this torture and everything, I don't really necessarily feel as bad for her. And I think part of the reason I don't, somebody gets yelled at up there. Uh, part of the reason yeah. I don't feel as bad is, is because she's meaningless to the show. I mean, and, and this isn't meant in an assaulting way, but this would be like if you were going to put all of your drama and every bit of tension in an episode on the neck of Baker and, you know, and nothing against Baker. We like Baker, but Marcy, yeah, these are background characters. And at this point she's been nothing more than a background character and where it's going to come from, go from here is basically just going to be a lot more of nothing. So uh, I also find like the torture it is a little bit hard to watch. And I think one of the reasons it's hard to watch is because it is meaningless here. And I don't think that Richards was necessarily meaningless because they at least explain away why they believe that they needed to torture Richard. And, you know, one of my favorite movies, it made my top five uh, when we did our movies of the decade is Zero Dark Thirty. And I have a hard time watching the first 20 minutes of Zero Dark Thirty even still. Sometimes I'll start watching Zero Dark Thirty from the 20 minute mark in because it's tough to watch somebody get tortured needlessly. And it's, it's a lot less needlessly in Zero Dark Thirty than it is here. And this is also, it's a lot harsher. And with Richard Heller, it's all in the audience's mind. Oh, we're doing this thing, the sensory deprivation and everything. That's in the audience's mind. Here, you are tasering a woman's neck and it's done on camera. And you're just going to wipe your hands clean. And it's the fact that everybody can, are you sure that it is absolutely her? There could be nobody else. Yes, 100% certain. Well, then let us play that out for two or three weeks before you're like, sorry, we got it wrong. Like you basically are, are telling the audience to go along with this and to buy into this and to think you're doing if, if If you want the audience to, from the beginning, be like they're making a mistake, then make this the season of we realize torture is wrong. This torture thing, we've gone too far. That never pays off, does it? I re- Well, not really, because there's going to be an even worse torture scene in a couple of weeks time. But um. I don't think we're the right podcast to talk about needless torture. People are listening to this right now. That yeah. is needless torture. So, well, well, one one question on Marianne too: like, is it was it supposed to be a suicide bombing thing? I think so. I think there's a, the I think it's this episode where she's on the phone to Big Dick P guy, and basically he's like, "Don't worry, you'll be taken care of." Like, I think like it's kind of it's implied that they know she's expendable. We're going to kill her. So, like, as soon as she leaves, we're going to blow a car up. She's going to die. Well, I'm thinking, okay, so then that makes more sense. Because I was thinking this is like she planned this. Like she was going to kill herself at cause, which is going to be very much contradicted by her actions a little bit later. But, yeah, your way makes a lot more sense. I think they're just – they're they're getting rid of her. They're they're clearing all – you know, they realize she's been compromised. So we're going to get rid of her. So that's kind of what it is at that end. Um, No, there's definitely – there's like – I think – I don't think there's a fourth. But, like, I know there's three pointless tortures with Hella – uh, Sarah, and then we get one in a few weeks involving Jack, which we're going to be in a string of bins those weeks, so don't worry. Um, the Araz, basically, um, Dina's still shot. They're debating whether or not they should take her to a hospital or not. They cave in, they go to this hospital. We've got, I like this doctor, fair enough. Like, what did you do here? Oh, I backed into a nail. This is a gunshot wound. No, it's not definitely a nail. And then Bruce is kind of like, yes, mother told me to clear that nail last week and I failed, mother. I didn't obey her. Um, to which, you know, Dr. Carter here calls the cops as he should. Good doctor. He's doing his job. And then basically they do a runner. Uh, so that's them. Um, Navi is with Imhotep and basically all like, I have failed you, sir. 
and I will make sure by the end of the day that my wife and daughter are uh, wife and daughter, wife and son. He's basically a daughter. Don't know. <laughs> wife and son are dead. And then Imhotep's all like, what are they like talking about? Like, oh, I'm going to go on site to prevent, to make sure that these overrides go off. You know, six will still go off. Like I, the thing I like about the terrorists in this season is that every time it seems like their plans are being foiled, they're never concerned. It's not like, yeah. ah, we only had this plan. Like, it's kind of like when the secretary and that got rescued and they're like, well, it's still going according to plan. You're like, what? And then now, even with this, like 104 of them, you know, uh, 98 of them are safe. Well, we've still got six. Like they're a glass yeah. half em- a glass half full <laughs> type of terrorist organization. Uh, Imhotep. The- power, power of positive thinking and terrorism. That's Im- what we need. <laughs> Imhotep Qaeda. Um, there they are. <laughs> Good. Yeah. More positive thinking in the world of terrorism. That's all I'm saying. You know? <laughs> Like, well, I mean, in all fairness, terrorists, like, they fail a lot of the time. Most of the time, legitimately, they fail, but they still pick themselves up if they haven't been blown up into pieces and fucking go (laughs) off and do another attack. Like, you know, positive thinkers, terrorists. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to end up with some virgins in heaven. If that's not positive thinking, nothing is. (laughs) Like, I mean, just saying, these morons who, like, shoot up, like, nightclubs and whatever in America, they're just doing it to get a bit of fame. You're dead, mate. Like, fucking hell. Like, I could kill 80 people tomorrow. If I'm dead, I'm not going to fucking soak the fame up. At least if I go and bomb a market in Iraq, I'm going to heaven to have sex with virgins. Like, I mean, that's some positivity there. Like, come on. And he's not saying he's going to do that for anybody who's listening on the line right now. I'm an Oz Network host. This is fucking terrorism. Like, I mean... Surprised the FBI out at my door right now, but like it's just <laughs> anyway. That's all I've really got to say about the Iraq stuff. There's not a whole lot I can breeze through that super quickly. No, I, I I like the little details when they just show characters being smart in ways that you don't normally get on TV. Like when she comes, it's like, no, I definitely bumped into a nail. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I will get you a tetanus shot. Um, and, but like she's still on guard because again, this is the way terrorists would be. They would be like always thinking one step ahead. All right, we got to make sure that, you know, they're they're not making phone calls. Like, all right, watch him. Who's he talking to? He's talking to a nurse. Okay, does it look like he's making a call? No, does it look like she's making a call? No, she's 100% smart. Baruz does nothing. He doesn't say, well, there's no telephones there. Should I follow him? Should I go around the corner? I don't know what he's doing right now. He walked away. I don't know where the nurse is going. Um, he's you know, completely, there's, there's a reason why Navi wanted to kill him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he had it coming. He's a little bit inept, uh, but Dina, very smart. Um, and uh, I, I also just like that. I backed into a nail, you know, <laughs> fixing the gate. Bruce, it was my fault. I was supposed to fix that gate with the rusty nail. <laughs> why? Like, couldn't you just turn around? Like you're in America, right? Couldn't you just be like, Oh, I was cleaning a gun and it went off. Like, yeah. You know, but I mean, I, they pro, still probably have to report that. But uh, but like again, you report it. But are they gonna not stitch you up until the police arrive? Well, like, true. If you're bleeding out, they're gonna save your life. So then just run after that. And like, even if you're reporting it, like, just you've been good enough at lying and stimulating yourself in the community. Like, can't you just be like, oh yeah, husband cleaning his gun went off, or like Jimmy he Baruz was you know doing the gun. Even if the cops show up and they start like going like. Hmm, this seems suspicious. You could just be like, is that because I'm from the Middle East? No, yes. no, ma'am. No, 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 no. Cleaning gun. All right. <laughs> like, Yeah. Or just say you, I always wonder about that in TV shows when just say you're shot, just some, some random guy just drove down the street and shot me. Yeah. I don't know who he was. I never I recognize him. He was black. <laughs> and, oh, no, he, definitely like... looked, he definitely looked black though. Oh, well, <laughs> Put on the APB. That explains <laughs> it. Well, never just walk down the street. <laughs> 
racist LAPD. They'd believe it in a heartbeat. Like, that's all you need to tell them. Any other community- Curtis is in, hand- Curtis is in handcuffs by the end of this episode. CTU doesn't have the manpower to track them down. They're free. It's not even that. Like, let's take it back. She's a white woman who works for CTU. <laughs> Taser in the neck. <laughs> They don't ask questions in this world. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Uh, so, really, it's just the Jack stuff. So, uh, yeah, Jack and Tony in the car. He's blue, Jeep, Cherokee, whatever it is. Um, I like Audrey. You know, oh, I'm almost getting used to this now. Like, oh, I, can we just talk about no matter when these episodes drop in content? Like, Audrey's just amazing still. Um, mm. And then what is this? Like, I, I actually like your comparison to Luke in Last yeah. Jedi because – you kind of get this moment here from Tony when he's just like, when Jack's like, oh, do you want to know what's going on? He's like, no, just, I, I needed, you needed help, so I helped you. I don't want to get involved in this. I'm stealing away from this world. It's like, well, you were so quick to help out last week. Like, now all of a sudden you're just like, fuck you all. Um, so I love how he's bagging out his own place already. Like, oh, you know, my place is a much. What, what does Tony say? Like, what do you need, Jack? I need Wi-Fi and a, a PowerPoint. Like, oh. He's <laughs> a man of little needs here. Um, Jack. So they go back to Tony's dog shit covered place. <laughs> I just love this line of Tony. Like, oh, careful, the dog likes to use my yard. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, it's just, again, this is a guy who went to jail for treason and then got out because of Jack because he, like, helped his wife. Okay, what he did was technically treasonous. He let out a terrorist. But again, as we keep pointing out, Jack robbed a fucking liquor store. (laughs) Jack led a wanted fugitive out of federal prison last year and escaped the country. And he's completely fine. Um, But Tony, nah, you're living in dog shit infested LA. Curtis has needlessly tortured two people. Yes, exactly. We're innocent. Um, (laughs) Tony, it's, it's because he's white. Let's be honest. Uh, it's 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 racist. It's just racist. Uh, he's a it's cub a supporter. Patch. It's a cub supporter thing. Um, uh, so, but again, it does fall into line of Tony. What do they do with his character? It's just slowly yeah. getting through that. Um, so they go back to his dog shit infested house. <laughs> Jack pulls a gun on random shirtless. <laughs> Why is Jack so suspicious? Like, I get it. It's because CTU has been compromised. But like. He's called Tony because he's the only one he can trust. Does he trust Tony if he's going to his place and he's like, Jen can't leave, Jen can't use the phone, I'm going to point yeah. a gun at it. Like, if you trust him, you should be trusted with his fucking Jack. <laughs> um, so, well, he fucked Nina, then Michelle. So, I mean, I guess like, <laughs> he's, he's one for two. <laughs> I'm sure Marianne was in there at some point. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, question Curtis, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they're back in the place. We meet Jen. Jen's all like, ah, don't put a gun on me. And she's like, I'm trying to go to work. I work in a bar. And they're like, no, you can't leave. Why? Because you can't. They never even explain to her why. How are her and Tony together? Like, she doesn't give a shit about Tony. I just love Jen because she's just like, I need to go to work. And then fucking Audrey saves the day here. We're like, Audrey's like, look, I tell you what, you stay here. Just do us a favor. But I've got to work. I understand that. I'm sure your boss will understand. But what if he doesn't? Then I will have him killed. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. That is so badass. Two weeks in a row, Audrey just badass. Uh, so she goes off into a room, goes on the phone. <laughs> I love what is like when she storms the door and like Tony says something. Jack's like, she seems sweet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like just underrated Jack is a dick moment. <laughs> like, um, but so they're on this computer. Tony got software to help them hack into a video. <laughs> Fucking, he's got Adobe this Premiere is- 1.0. Like, what's he got? <laughs> this is so absurd. I, I I got to interrupt you here because he says, "Hold on, I got software for that." They popped the disc and they said, "Okay, we got it." I think you have to install the software first. Two thousand and five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to sit on my computer for like 20 minutes and download an update file and CD-ROMs, interactive CD-ROMs. You had to take like three hours back in the day if anybody remembers like installing software. Um, but then like, again, a week ago, it's like we've got to go down to security firm because it's too much file, too much bandwidth. They've got like 18 different angles now of this fucking like camera that they didn't have last week. They've got a clear as day picture of him. He's Frank Williams. He's about to catch a helicopter in 15 minutes. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> It's 2005 at dog shit infested LA. What is, Tony stolen some bandwidth from CTU when he's way out of federal prison. Um, but I, I love the moment when he gets the phone off Jen and she's like, go to hell. And she like closes the door and it's like, got the phone. Uh, and then he's like, anyone want a beer? <laughs> Fucking Audrey wants a beer. She's into it. Like, good on, like Audrey, just cool. You want to hang out Shit. with her? Shouldn't Jack be like, you know, I kind of need you sober to identify the only person that'll help us stop a nuclear holocaust. Colin, Jack liked his women drunk. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then Tony, what does he do? He sits down in his little lazy boy and switches on like the La Liga game from freaking Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Which this game looks like it's from like 1994. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping there's a trivia bit here telling me what game it is. But um, I love it then when Jack gets up and turns the TV off. And t- Tony, haven't you made me miss enough TV today? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. What does Jack have like his speech? Like, what happened to you? And it's all like, well, I hate the world. Michelle left me. Like, we're going to have the exposition here of Michelle leaving him and then Audrey and Jack have a conversation like, oh, is it true? Did she leave him? Seems a bit harsh. Like he saved, he sacrificed, sacrificed himself for her. And then he, you know, I'm like, oh, it's a bit more complicated than that. He turned into a drunk and beat her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which again, like the Michelle Tony stuff we get this season, again, it's very soap opery, but I kind of like it. And like, I love it at the end of the season when the roles are reversed and kind of Michelle's going to make decisions to save Tony. Like it's great. But um I don't know, like it kind of, it's it's setting the groundwork. We're about, what, five episodes, four episodes away from Michelle returning. So she's mm-hmm. she's soon. But, um, yeah, I, I just I kind of, you know, I see what you're saying, but I kind of don't mind it. You need you need that conflict. You can't just be like, well, she started fucking Bill Buchanan. Oh, that hussy. Yeah. Like you've got to have it where it's like you, you choose which side to believe. Like Tony's turned into a bit of a dick, and but I can also see why he's bitter against the world. Whereas Michelle clearly has just been like, no, like I can't be with you anymore. I'm going to go off and be the division, whatever she is. She's the new Chappelle basically, as we, you'll yeah. find out, uh, which makes sense for her character. So, um, but then from there they find out who this guy is. Uh, they call up Marcy. She's ready to go. Marcy's always ready to go. There she is. She's on the computer. Boom. Uh, these Frank Williams down at the fucking helicopter. He's about to fly off. So Jack calls up Alberta Watson, otherwise Aaron Ben, and is all like, hey, we need to get there. Oh, we can't get you a unit for 30 minutes. Damn it, that's not enough time. I'm going to go there myself. To which Tony's like, do you need a hand? You said you didn't want to help me. Well, I'm Tony Almeida and I need to be in the plot longer. Okay, come with me. So um, they all go off. They get in this helicopter. <laughs> the, the one man I feel the most sorry for in this uh, episode is the pilot. She's all like, hello, sir. 
Welcome to the friendly helicopter company. Got a bit of bad news. We can't fly today. Sorry. Have a lovely day. And he's like, pulls a gun in him. Fly me. Oh, this is an awkward situation. I'll fly you. Five minutes later, Jack sees a helicopter. Ah, helicopter. Bang, 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 bang. Uh, which he's pointing a gun at pilot. Frank's pointing a gun at him. He's like, ah, what do I do? I'm just a friendly neighborhood helicopter man. <laughs> Don't see him again. But um, so Jack shows up, takes this guy. This is evil big dick. Uh, peeing guy, by the way, the one that Audrey recognised. <laughs> and I, I kind of like this guy. Like, he just weaselly, like, you know, I'll pay you. The people I work with, they'll give you lots of money. So they pull him out of the helicopter, pin him on the ground. It's like, who are you? And here's your line, which you'll talk about in a minute. It's like, are you government agents? Are you police? Turns like, actually, I'm unemployed. To which all of a sudden, pew, 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 snipers. This guy dies. And uh, we end with a classic Jack Bauer, damn it, which I missed one last week. So we're on to eight for the season. So, um, yeah, it's all right. Like, it's fine. Um, Jack yelling at a helicopter, friendly pilot. I love Jen. Uh, Jen's great. Uh, Jen and Tony's little awkward stare that they have when Tony's buggering off to go save the day. Um, Is she even mentioned for the rest of the season? I'm pretty sure we might get her on a phone call again later on or or Tony does mention her. I, I, I don't. We might not see her again, and there might be a phone call we see her again. Otherwise, this is it. Um, yeah, we do see her again. I, we see her I literally see her. 12 hours. So this is 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. We see her between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. So you do see her one more time. She's coming for a booty call or something? Like, what is she doing at 2 a.m.? I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, sure she's on the – yeah, she, yeah she, it's a phone call. I'm reading in the synopsis. I, I knew there was something to do with a phone call. We got to see her later on. Like he owes her, like he's been mooching off of her for what, the last three years. Um, I love that she even has the line where she says, somebody around here needs to pay the bills, Tony, because <laughs> I have a job and you can't get a job. Well, I'm sorry, um, he's mooching off her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I thought you said the other <laughs> way around. Never mind. Oh, if I said it the other way, I meant it the other way around. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like like he he's basically just, what? A, 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 a pimp? No, not a pimp. What's up? What's what's the male prostitute? Gigolo. He's a gigolo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony's just a gigolo here. He has sex Goose for. Bigolo. I have sex for money. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's short, you do you, Tony. <laughs> and like he's got the flavor saver back. <laughs> but that's so Tony. Like I just feel Tony has yeah. to have a flavor saver. But um. Like, like, really, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint what my issue is this time because I loved. I'm not saying I love Tony being this this deadbeat, you know, who's smacking around his girlfriend in the other room to get the phone back and all that. Um, I'm not advocating that, but I'm saying I love that shift in the character where it's like, a, you've made Tony really interesting. You've done a 180 on a character. This is the, this is probably the. Is this the first they hadn't done this in previous seasons? Yeah, I think this is the first time we ever have a returning character come back. And it's like, wow, their life is ruined. And we're going to see a lot of those. Nina. Uh, but I would, I mean, Sherry's Sherry's okay with how her life was ruined, right? And Nina, I mean, she was just in prison. I mean, as far as like these characters, we're going to get this with Kim. We're going to get this with Audrey. We're going to get it with Renee. All these characters that come back, you're like, wow, that's not where I expected them to be. You know, life has been hard on them. Um, it, this the first time they ever did it. I mean, it's just fantastic. And I don't even think it's everything they do with him. Cause I said at the beginning of the episode, it's, it's the fact that it's like, Oh, it's one thing after the other. It's the fact that I think they had to repeat everything because mm. everything that Tony explains about what happened in his life, Jack already explained to Audrey. 
So he says, oh, yeah, and then Michelle left him, and oh, and then he couldn't get a job. And then he's like, well, Michelle left me, and I couldn't get a job. They have to keep reminding the audience how bad Tony is. So, yeah, it's not what they do in the episode. It's the fact that you don't need to repeat yourself over and over again. Um, but, yeah, how did he get this computer that can handle this? What internet connection does he have that can handle this? Uh, what software is this that you just pop in the disc and it does its job? Windows Movie uh, Maker. <laughs> It's this Windows Movie Maker. Uh, what operating system? This is Windows XP still too. I mean, be. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think Windows 10 could do this now. <laughs> Tony's got the supercomputer. I hope at the very least he's like, listen, Jen, you can have everything else, but I want my computer. <laughs> Thinking machine supercomputers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I mean, it's it's still it's so great to see Tony again and to have his performance is no different. I mean, Carlos Bernard. I just feel like Carlos Bernard's having a lot more fun having something to do and not just be boring Tony who, okay, I'm cool and I'm moody and I got a flavor saver, but now he's like, Hey, I got a reason to be moody and have a flavor saver. <laughs> I'm a bad boy, bad boy. Tony works. Uh, I don't know what we're going to get more changes in Tony's character in a couple of seasons, which maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I it don't doesn't. know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I mean, Tony coming along for the mission, like, I actually kind of like that. I like that Tony's basically spent the whole time, like, even that line at the beginning where he says, oh, don't you want to know what's going on, Tony? Not really. <laughs> First, why is Jack, Jack's so worried about the secret of mission? He wants to tell everyone, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tony just decided to come along where he's like, you look like you could do some help, Jack. Um, and, yeah, that line about, uh, you know, I'm currently in I completely forgot about that line, but, like, that was the greatest line in the history of 24. And I don't know how many times my brother and I quoted that, Tony, I'm currently unemployed. Uh, And when this scene started playing, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. (laughs) I know this. Are they going to ask him? I'm like, I know this. (laughs) (laughs) It's an unemployment joke. Uh, And as it was coming, I just had these flashbacks. I'm like, he's going to ask him this and he's going to say, I'm currently unemployed. I'm like, I just, I literally started applauding myself, (laughs) watching this myself. I love that when you watch a movie or a TV show you haven't seen in a while and then something just clicks and you're like, hey, there's something that I quote all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm currently unemployed. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great line. it needs to be a Tony. I'm currently unemployed with the flavor saver. Uh, but uh, yeah, I noticed the exact same thing. Like what is he what Not, not even just like how grainy is that footage that he's watching, but did they just give up on the fact that like the secretary of defense was kidnapped and broadcast on live television and there was a raid? Like oh. this is what an hour and a half later. Spanish network programming. Do they give a shit about the secretary? Of <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Hola, True. secretary kidnapped. Oh, muchos bueno. I don't even know what that means. Um, wah, 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 wah. Oh, and I can I can see it actually on, thank you, IMDB Trivia, the soccer match that Tony's watching on his TV is a match from the mid-80s between the Chivas of Guadalajara and the Aguilas of America, even though the narration doesn't correspond to this. So he's watching 80s soccer. It's ESPN retro or whatever. Um, One last little complaint in this episode after the guy gets shot in the helicopter, Tony does what we see a lot in 24 checks his pulse. This man's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Give him some CPR. I mean, cover the bullet wound, like something just to see a pulse. He's dead. Yeah. I, I, I also love the fact that Tony, when he's like, um, Oh, let's have a beer. It pulls fucking beer into a coffee mug. Like, <laughs> well, it's, is it Cubby? I didn't even look. It is Cubby. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from Cubby because you know Cubby's Cubby. And I think like this season two, we get the debut of Jack's man bag as well, which is a key key character. But like, 
like this is something you do like when you're hiding it from like your wife or Jen or like your co-worker like mm, mm, coffee mm, mm. like every time you see me drinking coffee on this show Colin I'm gnawing it up I'm fucking chowing down <laughs> vodka but like like why like I, I I don't I've if I've a coffee mug for me is for hot drinks I, like a mug hot drinks I won't drink like juice like sometimes you go around to a person's house and they pour like Coke into a coffee mug. Like, this is weird drinking like Coke out of, I'm very particular. Like you drink that shit out yeah. of a glass, like a beer in a glass. Fine. Some people don't like drinking out of a bottle of a can. That's fine. Who drinks beer out of a mug? <laughs> uh, I mean, the only other thing that I would use a mug for would be like, if you're drinking milk that you're dunking like cookies in or something like that, yeah. anything you're, you're dunking, you know, but even, uh, even then yeah. I would cold. No, it would be a glass. I, and it only, a uh, mug for me like this and I'm holding up. People can't see it, but it's a mug. This is a hot drink vehicle, vessel, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> hot drink vehicle. Hot drink vehicle. That's my, my new band. Hot drink highway, hot drink vehicle. He's our latest song, Pissing opening, on Women. Opening for Kiefer Likes Taquitos and Fatty Esther, hot drink vehicle. <laughs> um, can we just really quickly give a shout out? I mean, it's not nothing we have to discuss much, but the music cue with the whole helicopter sequence, mm. like, oh, I just want to listen to that again now. Like, and, and, and I actually yeah, read the trivia. Yeah, I read the trivia. It's actually recycled from season two. Um, so we've probably already talked about Is that. Like, yeah, like it was said it was uh, uh, when the CTU chopper approached Jack and a wounded Alex Hewitt and left them behind oh, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is season. I think we did talk that up in season two. They've done that a few. I know in the bin one the other week there was they they recycled some music. I think from um when he got Kofel in the in the uh, taxi thing in mm. season one, like the dong dong dong. They they do that a bit. Like, they use well, uh, sounds like the crystal method there. <laughs> definitely Sean Callery. You can tell what we're doing there. But um yeah, no, absolutely. And again, we're talking up all the time. If it, they did release at least one soundtrack, I I still think I've got the CD in a box back in my dad's. But um, I know they at least a couple of soundtracks maybe that were online. But um, the score is amazing. Um, and then the techno remix they did of the theme, uh, it was just called The Longest Day. And you just had like, my name is Jack Bauer. This is the longest day of my life. Yeah, do, 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 do. Like it was so cool. And then the Crystal Method did a version of it as well, which they had more dialogue from Jack in it. Like it's actually really cool. Uh, but- can we can we just take that audio and just mix thing quotes like, but why? And things like that. <laughs> make the Oz Network remix of a CD. I'm unemployed. <laughs> Currently unemployed. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> 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 Thanks for calling, Marcy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janet. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Janet remix. Um, that's basically all the trivia. Um, I love. Why is this always a trivia aspect on every episode? Cubby appears. Carl's been out of known to be a fan of the Chicago Cubs, and can be seen holding a cup with the Cubs logo on it. I think I've always. I've told this story before, but I remember when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. And the first thing I did was go onto social media to see if Carlos Bernard had tweeted about he did. <laughs> first man I thought of was the Chicago Cubs was Carlos Bernard and Tony. So I'm like, oh, Tony would be happy in jail. Um, yeah, I'm I'm renting this episode. It's yeah, just the Sarah stuff drags it down for me, and it just uh, yeah, just I'm not a fan of it. Um, but like I mean, having said that, it's not terrible enough to bin it. So and I've actually got this as a pretty high rent, the highest rent apparently. Uh, I've got this at forty eight, so the highest rent on my list as of now. Um, I'm I'm not going that high. I have it at fifty eight though, uh, which is probably about halfway in between my rents. But I mean, it's 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 a solid episode. Uh, it's unlike last week, which was a 
below average, almost laughable episode where almost nothing happens. This is a above average, solid episode where almost nothing happens. Just like the Oz Network. <laughs> uh, so next week, I haven't rewatched it yet, but I know looking at my uh, Ford rankings, this is the last buy I will have for a solid episode run for a while. <laughs> so Looking forward to it. After next episode, uh, we have a few pretty dodgy episodes, in my opinion, but it does start to pick up again, so it's not season six. But if I read the synopsis for next week... Hopefully this won't spoil for me. Beirut goes to a hospital to get pain medication for his mother. Oh, I'm off to a good start. Jack, Tony and a CTU tactical team apprehend Dina. And oh, there's a spoiler. An offer to give Beirut immunity if she helps to find CT, uh, help the override device CTU. So I'm most looking forward to Beirut going to get pain medication for his mother. That's um, what I've been waiting for all season. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's up there. And he's going to uh, let her take that with a hot drink vehicle. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Of course. Just wash this down with something of this hot drink vehicle here. What's your favorite hot drink vehicle song? Uh, oh, isn't there that song, uh, Hot Drink Vehicle uh, with the Ides of March? I'm your hot drink vehicle, baby. Take you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> don't even know what happened. I love you, love you, need you, need you. <laughs> Keep going. I don't know what you're Great singing. God in heaven, you know I love you. Da 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 Cause I want you, want you, need you. Hot drink vehicle, baby. <laughs> that's a new opening theme. Um, that's brilliant. Um, I think you're part of hot drink vehicle right now. Um, all, all that needed was a la 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 at the end of it. Uh, wow. Um, suddenly I just wished to see Colin live. Um, Bugger the Crystal Method, Calvin Harris and Rufus Dussault and the Killers. I'm paying to see Colin. I'm going to go in the car. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Um, do all the things that we tell you to do at the end. My um, baby. Uh, <laughs> we should, oh, we sound that last week. Oh, baby. Um, our final episode of the Christmas best ofs will be happening this week. So, uh, what's that last one, Colin? I don't even know. Surviving Christmas, Elf, uh, Jack Frost, and um, something else. Oh, I love something else. Such oh. an underrated movie. Really should should be seen more by the kids. Um, so yeah, listen to those. Uh, our best of will be happening too in the next 10 or so days. And, uh, we will have an episode for you this time next week on Boxing Day. So, um, if you're American, have no idea what that is. It's the day after Christmas. Uh, so, uh, that will still be happening. We have recorded it. Well, not at the time of this, but we will be recording it so that it still will air. There you go. Um, that's all I've got to say. My name is Hot Coffee Time Machine, whatever the name the thing is. I've forgotten it already. And I seem sweet. And my name is Colin, and I understand, Mars. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. 
Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)